0: You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the
2: Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 187. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary with Mitch Anderson. Mitch, what's up, buddy?
3: Just tired. I, and I know everyone is for various reasons and everyone has a right to be tired. Man, like this morning, for no dumb reason whatsoever, woke up, had to pee, 6 o'clock in the morning. My wife's already in the shower. I, I, I don't get up until at least quarter after 7. So I was like, whatever, I'll just go and I'll get back to bed. I'll fall asleep. Could not fall asleep. Mm. I lost an hour. Gah! Bladder. That's what happens when you get old.
2: <laughs> Frustrating, dude. We've all been there, unfortunately. It's the worst.
3: What's going on with you, man?
2: Uh, just having a, a nice little Jameson right now. It's my fav- one of my favorite days of the year. A little St. Paddy's Day. So uh, celebrating with some St. Patrick's Day uh, Jameson.
3: Happy St. Pat's to you, my Irish friend.
2: Yes, absolutely. Like I said, one of my favorite days of the year. Uh, It's definitely up there for sure. Uh, So with that, before we get started, Mitch, uh, we should probably talk about Manscaped. Support for Eyes on Isles is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. It's a lot of people. We have an exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free shipping with promo code FANSIDED20. That's FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. You can pick yourself up. Mitch's favorite, the Lone 3.0, right?
3: I, I honestly, honestly love it. Like, they go in and they say, like, uh, they, they've created the best ball trimmer ever. And it features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. This is what we're supposed to read. And honestly, like, I, I don't care that it's ceramic. If that's better, great. But honestly, I really do. It. I, I've nicked myself a number of times, not to get too in, into the Happened. weeds, but a number of times. This one, the first time I went, very hesitant. And then once I got, once I started using it. Oh my god! Like I, I use it once a week, no fears, no problems. I don't go too quick because then that's when you—that's when you game. accidentally yeah. nick yourself. Dangerous <laughs> but, game. <laughs> uh, It's—it's honestly, I really do enjoy it a lot. I haven't charged it once since I've had it.
2: Yet. Yeah. So like the charge lasts a long like, time.
3: What is it? Ninety hours or some crazy thing like that?
2: I believe so. It's uh, it's a very long-lasting battery. Definitely worth your while. And uh, we recommend you check it out. So side at 20, get yourself off uh, 20% in free shipping. So worth your while.
3: Do it. It's worth it for the men and the ladies. My wife uses it, loves it as well. Absolutely. So let's
2: jump into this episode. Unfortunately, Mitch, today before recording, we got some pretty tough news. Anders Lee is officially done for the year. He is getting surgery this week for a torn ACL. He will be done for the season and the playoffs will return for the 2021-22 season.
3: That's a huge blow. It's a huge blow to the Islanders. Uh, like, it cannot be understated how how big of a blow this is the Islanders.
2: It, it really stinks. He's having, you know, a resurgence after a couple of down years scoring. He had 12 goals on pace for like 36 over a full 82 game season. He had 19 points, which would have put him on pace for like 57 or 58 points over a full 82 game season. It really stinks that top line was clicking and playing really well. And he was the Islanders' leading goal scorer. Like, that is a major task to replace that. And then on top of that, oh, yeah, he's the captain, too. Like, he has a ton of responsibility off the ice in terms of just, hey, like, I park myself in front of the net and score a bunch of goals. Like, he does a lot of things in the room as well, too.
3: Well and that that's it, right? Like it really does come to yes, the stats absolutely matter and that's a huge a huge loss. But it's it's the emotional weight that he that he brings to the team. Yes, we know that Casey Zekas is the beating heart of the team, um, but the the, the player that, that puts it all together is Andrews Lee, and that's why he's got the C on his chest. Uh, and the fact that he's gone, replacing that is going to be impossible. Not only just from a playing standpoint, from a personality standpoint as well. It's just they they're not going to replace him. I try as they might, obviously, like they have to. Uh, but the fact that they lose him uh, now is, is tough. And for the rest of the year, it makes it even tougher because this this team that should be going to the playoffs and now they don't have their leading score and captain. Wolf.
2: Yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a really tough ask both on and off the ice to try to replace what Anders Lee means to this team. I don't think you can do it. You can try to supplement some of that hole that is going to be gone, but there's no way you could replace a player like Anders Lee.
3: No, you can't find a one for one. I, I, I've seen and and heard. Like, well, let's just get another power forward. That's this just not you can't, you can't do it. You've got the best power forward in the league. You're already at a disadvantage. You're not gonna find a better power forward than him. It's just not gonna happen. Sorry.
2: Yeah. No. Absolutely. So the Islanders right now have been using Kiefer Bellows up on the top line, which. That in itself has been a little bit of a, a surprise when he first came back because he was in the Barry Trotz doghouse. The comments after his last time out, which was like over a month ago at this point, um, Barry Trotz was not pleased with his play. Uh, he was very critical, and to see him come back and put him right on the top line was downright shocking to me.
3: Yeah, and rightfully so, man. Like like you said, we did not expect Kiefer Bellows to ever come back for the Islanders let alone play on the top line on his return. It was Kiefer, not Kiefer. It was Barry Trotz telling Kiefer Bellows, here's the key to the key to the car. I trust you. I trust you. Let's see what you can do. Let's see. I trust you. Go for it. Go for it, right? So your dad was saying like, I trust you, but fully well, like I got the, I told you so car, just ready to play. Just ready. Um. But man, he has run with that opportunity and it, it doesn't yet, re- doesn't replace Andrews Lee at all. Uh, but it's nice to see the kid playing well and showing Barry Trotz that he can do it in an offensive situation.
2: Yeah, no, totally. 100%. It's, it's been impressive so far. He has three goals in three games two in his first one back, and then one uh, in the second game. Uh, so, certainly, you know, is
3: it sustainable? We don't know, but a good start for Kiefer Bellows with those two guys. So, do you think he keeps it? Like, he being Barry Trotz, do you think he keeps just like running that? And I guess Lou Lamorello to some extent as well?
2: for now i think you runs okay. until when's the trade deadline
3: uh april 12th i uh, think
2: okay so that that's kind of that's pretty much my answer i think they acquire someone uh as a rental
3: yeah i hate rentals i really do um but but in this case you're not just getting a rental for rental sake you're getting a rental to fill a hole on a temporary basis you know you're getting andrew's Lee back you have a hole in your top six temporarily yeah you're 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 putting a let's say a round peg in a square hole and and it's it you're you're able to jam it in and it's it's in there but like it's probably not the cleanest fit um so you'd like you know to find a square peg somewhere around and, and so they're going to be looking for that but you don't need someone long term plus you don't have the money for someone long term either
2: no, exactly. So that's why you know a, a rental option really seems to make the most sense for the Islanders. They have a little over five million dollars to play with once they moved to Anders Lee to LTIR. And I know we we've seen the names on Twitter, but it makes sense. Taylor Hall, Kyle Palmieri, both of those guys
3: seem like perfect options. They they do. I just I always have a hesitancy with with rentals because you never know. Right, like the rental still playing for his next contract, so he's going to have to play well, but you don't see a lot of teams go out and, and bring in rentals and they immediately hit the ground running and they are a force and then, you know, help them win a Stanley Cup. It just doesn't happen frequently, if ever. No. Like how many times have Boston added a top six guy and then just not won a cup?
2: That's true. Um, I don't know if the alternative of uh, acquiring friend of the show Stan Pat is going to make much of a difference, though, with losing Anders Lee. That's the
3: caveat. That's just it. But that's the thing. My issue isn't that they shouldn't get anyone. It's just I, I, I am innately built to not like rentals. I just don't like them, and so it's hard for me to be like, let's go all in for Taylor Hall for a year. And you're like, God, like Ugh. if there's anyone, if there's anyone out there, it's probably him, right? Because who else has? Heart Trophy potential than Taylor Hall out in the trade deadline. Nobody. That you can get for cheap. Like, who else can absorb his entire cap hit? No one. Exactly, about? right? There's no contender out there that can absorb his entire cap hit like we can. By we, I mean the Islanders. Who has a former player of his, or uh, let's say teammate of his, playing on, on that line, who he would play with again. And that is a contender like a strong contender not just like we're going to the playoffs let's see what we can do this is it's cup or bust all of these things are lining up for the Islanders that it it really doesn't make any other sense than Taylor Hall aside from the fact that like goddamn like that's still how much are we going to have to give up to get Taylor Hall for a couple of months
2: two seconds and then maybe a mid-level prospect
3: (sighs) Yeah, well, we all have. That's all of our prospects, really. <laughs> Honestly, like we we don't have top tier prospects. No. We internally believe we do because we like them. But like that, you, you give them in any organization, and like Samuel Buzik is not an A level prospect on any other team but ours.
2: No. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. But if. I don't know if the asking price is going to be super high from for a team like Buffalo because they are going nowhere fast. They just fired their coach, so I don't know how much leverage they really have,
3: especially he wants to get the hell out of Dodge, I would imagine. Did you see the statements from the, the new coach? It was like, we got to teach these boys to be proud to play in the NHL.
2: That's going to go well. I didn't see it, but that's going to go over real well, I'm sure.
3: Let, let, let's just say that's true. That's awful on so many levels and then you look at that and you go do we want to bring that into the locker room a guy who isn't necessarily proud and i'm not saying it it, i shouldn't say that it's taylor hall because we don't know that it is him um but the fact that that is the ethos surrounding the team that he is a part of and he is someone who bought into it um like that doesn't look good so we're gonna have to give up two seconds and to get someone who you know man i'm i'm shaky on taylor hall i'm shaky
2: so then, what about Kyle Palmieri? He has the New Jersey connection. We know Lou loves talking to his old teams about trades, and probably won't cost as much.
3: I, I prefer that. I really do. Uh, obviously, like if Taylor Hall, they get Taylor Hall, then cool, great. I, I, I love the idea of the Islanders swinging for the fences. But Kyle Palmieri, I, I think would fit best. I really do. And I, I don't. I'm not even in love with the move. I just think it's the best one they can make.
2: Yeah, and. Like I said, for the cost, I think he's probably less costly than a player like Taylor Hall, and he's still someone. The last two years, twenty-five and twenty-seven goals, if I'm not mistaken, no.
3: That's correct. 27, 25. 25 goals in sixty-five games, mind you, right? So like, yeah, twenty-five over sixty-five is uh, is a pace of what? Is thirty-two goals?
2: That would help. It's not again. It's you're not going to be able to replace a player like Anders Lee. We got to make that clear. But it, he would help ease that pain.
3: Yeah, he's not going to come in and be that net front guy like Anders Lee which which is fine because like, the Islanders you know, they need a guy who can shoot as well and he's a guy like that uh, how, What about a power play goals? How many does he have over the last couple Man, like the guy's good for 11 power play goals in a year, aside from this one but uh, the the devil stink on the power play, like it is yeah, Pepe Le Pew levels of stink
2: Yeah, it's not Stink's so bad Why it did he gets cancelled
3: He's come up in back-to-back weeks Mitch, we gotta find new jokes here <laughs> I got nothing, man I live in my basement Quite literally <laughs> I have not left my house For a year I take my kids to the dog park Which is, is a park We watch what we call The Digger Boat It's a boat with a big scoop on it That breaks the ice on the river That's our entertainment for the day Honestly Look at my kids' journals They write The best part of my day today Was the Digger Boat That's my day I, I don't have anything else But Pepe Le Pew <laughs> Okay
2: Oh, boy. We're doing quite well over here in the, <laughs> a year into this pandemic. Amazing.
3: Good times. But he's uh, he's good for 11 power play goals over the last five years. He only has one year where he hasn't hit exactly 11, and that was in 16-17 when he scored eight, which we'll take.
2: Yes, 1,000% we will take that. We And right now, the Islanders power play has gone back to struggling, so that would be a welcomed addition.
3: I haven't done a deep dive in his his power play analytics, but I would imagine someone who's got 11 power play goals probably shoots with a puck quite a bit. And last time I checked, that's something that the Islanders desperately need on that power play. Absolutely. So we'll see. Maybe that's They need that outside of just Oliver Wallstrom. Yes.
2: Yes, because right now he's the only one uh, seeming to create space to get shots off. You have players like Jordan Eberle who's kind of just standing around and Josh Bailey who just is also kind of just holding the puck and not moving, which I don't quite understand.
3: I don't get it either, man. I, I really don't. But so, like, he, he's probably the best one if if, if they're going to make that move. It, it, it would be great if, if Kiefer Bellows um, could play that spot full-time. I, I just don't see it happening. Like, I, I think this is all kind of like we're making do with what we've got for now. But, like, you can, can you see him sticking on, on that top line forever? Maybe not Until Lee comes back, sorry. I think I'd be surprised. Yeah. I, well, we saw his minutes already go down, right? Like, the last game, Oliver Wallstrom has more time than Kiefer Bellows.
2: Yeah. That's, um... Yeah, that's a good point. But I don't think they're going to move uh, Wallstrom up there. I don't think they're going to take Eberle away from Barzal.
3: No, you're absolutely right. I just mean, like, you see, like, his importance in that role is dwindling, right? Like, it's very shelter top-line minutes that he's getting. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, I think Paul marries the plays because of how cheap it's going to be considering it's a rental, right? Like what do we got a second? And, and like, I don't know, a, a low level prospect, let's say a seconds. And I don't know, Alex Jeffries. Yeah, that would probably get it done. I would think right like you know considerable you're you're getting some value with alex jeffrey so maybe it's a little bit less but i don't have him super high uh or alexander lunkranz who put up a couple of points today someone like that uh, like think of like the um the andy green trade right they sent andy green and david quenville over to new jersey why why not that
2: Right. I'm curious what I, because I just wrote about the other day, three uh, potential trades the Islanders can do, and I had a second round pick and bleed Jenkins going to yeah. Devils, which is essentially the same thing that you're talking about.
3: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So like, I don't know. I, I, I can see them doing this trade. A lot. And plus, it's a much more manageable cap hit, right? Like, they can clearly absorb that and not have to worry about anything. Yeah, they wouldn't and have like, to do anything else. Is New Jersey really going to retain Kyle, P- Kyle Palmieri? Maybe, but like, it's not like he's a lifelong New Jersey kid, right? Like, he's, uh, a, he's he an Anaheim. Acquired,
2: he was acquired from Anaheim. Exactly. I would right. be surprised if they re-signed him. He's going to be 30. Yeah.
3: Long Island kid. So, like, maybe that plays into it.
2: Yeah, we could start the uh, I'm Coming Home videos.
3: Perfect. Here
2: That's we go. be my next project. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's transition and get into uh, a segment we're going to call Unbridled Optimism, Mitch, is the phrase that you came up with. And uh, why? Well, why the unbridled
3: optimism? Because we're winning. We're winning. And so the, the one thing that, that got me thinking of this, and this isn't my phrase, I forget who I got it from. I believe it's Tony Kornheiser. Who, who I, I'm stealing this the, the era of unbridled optimism. Um, and, and I forget one context to use it. Either way, th- that doesn't matter. Uh, he's going to get his royalty check in the mail, and I'm sure he'll be very happy about it. Um, because we, for, for decades, the Islanders and Islanders fans have been looking for that era of we're back in it. We are contenders again. We are a good team. Because, you right, as soon as the, the dynasty years were done, there was the one year, right '93, where they 93. peaked back up again, and then it fell right back down. And even that was a surprise. Um, they, they just haven't been at it consistently. They have now for the last three years. The last three years, the Islanders have been a very good team. And if you just look at like the the um, uh, the winning streak records that they've had over the last their entire their entire existence, you've got like 78, 82. Not 2019, 2020, 2021, the 80s again. And, and I may have got those years a little wrong because I'm trying to rattle off by, by memory. um But th- that's what I'm trying to bring up here is that we've been looking for this era of winning and we're in it now. We are in it, but we still have these like, oh, they lost to the capitals, tear it all down. Like, no, we're in this thing. We're going to lose games. That's going to happen. But this is the arrow. This is what we've been waiting for for decades.
2: Yeah, it's there's a lot of overreaction sometimes, and you know, hand up, I'm a part of that sometimes. I'll be, you know, self aware and admit that. Uh, but for the most part, you look at what's been happening since Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz has come in here, and in the first year, they had 103 points, which was their best regular season since right after the dynasty year, I think 1984. I think it was their most productive year since 1984, something like that, in the regular season, and then, um. You go to the Eastern Conference final the year after in a shortened season. Uh, and now you're you were sitting in first place. You're right there with the Washington Capitals. Like, as you said, it, it, this is this is it. Like they're in the mix. They're in their window. They are a damn good team. And it's just I, I don't quite understand the constant waiting for. And we kind of talked about
3: it last week, but like waiting for that shoe to drop. Be like, yeah, the yeah, but. I, I don't, I, I really don't get it, man. So, so here are their, their longest winning streaks of all time. 82 was 15 games. 2019, 10 games. 2021, 9 games. 1989, 1982 were also 9-game streaks. Like, we're in it. We're in this era where we're supposed to be winning. We, we're here. We have arrived. Why are we acting like it? I, I don't get it. And I understand, like, why well, we don't get support from the press. We're not. We're We're middle... How do I say this? We're not a big franchise. We just aren't. We're a smallish market. We're. We punch above our weight when it comes to the fan base because we are loud. We are a yeah. loud fan. Everyone knows the Honors fans are there. So we're allowed uh, and, and we're growing, but we're not there yet. We need a couple more years like this to get up a couple, to, to notch up a couple of rings, but we're in it. So let's not act like we're not. I don't. I, I just don't understand the. We're, we're losing, it's done, it's over, forget about it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get this defeatism. Maybe it's because we've been in it so long.
2: I get that. That's exactly it. I think it's because you just have those memories of, oh my God, like, this, this team, this is all typical Islanders and stuff like that. Well, it hasn't been that way for
3: three years now. They've been like, competitive and really damn good for three years. There are four teams with better records in terms of points than the Islanders since 2018-2019. Three, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they have a cup in that, sp- in that that period of time. The Boston Bruins, probably should have had one. The Washington Capitals, and the St. Louis Blues.
2: Okay, That's so two it. cup winners.
3: Yeah, and one kind of, right, just kind of missed it by a year.
2: One, Yeah, one just missed it by the year, and one was the runner-up to the cup winner in 18-19.
3: Exactly. So, like... That's it. That's the list. You know, the Pittsburgh Penguins are behind us by two points, but still, they've won two Cups over the last, like, what, five years? So, like, man, we we are in the conversation for Cup contenders. Why aren't we acting like it? I don't understand.
2: No, I don't know, and it's frustrating to see that continue to come up, but I think it's important to talk about um, and realize just how good we have it right now. And, and, of course, we want to win a Stanley Cup. That's the obvious goal here, but like realize the success that this team is having and I don't know, appreciate it. Cause I feel like it's going to go underappreciated. And then, you know, 10 years from now, if they're struggling for a couple of years in a row, it's going to be like yearning for those years,
3: you know, with Barry shots and Lou Lamarillo. Cause when this is done, it's going to be rough for a while. Like we're talking now about shipping out, you know, two seconds and, and, and what, and a whatever prospect for to, to get a rental, for Anders Lee. Well, we already sent out a first. We sent out a second for Jean-Gabriel Pajot. So we're sending out more picks. These might be the Colorado ones, but we lost Devontae's for it. Like, we're, we're losing pieces that should be helping us sustain winning for a while, you know, after this window closes because we're in it now. So it's going to suck later. And our prospect pool isn't really good right now to begin with. I like a lot of our prospects, but we don't have a good prospect pool comparatively. So mm-hmm. in those couple of years, when this is over, and Anders Lee is like, 33 and, and this is the situation we're in constantly with him it's going to be tough but we have to appreciate where we're in now because we can't appreciate it then it's not it's going to be of no use to us in three or five years
2: no probably not but as you said for the next three then you're probably in good
3: shape yes so that that's our we're in the window we are in it it opened i would say probably last year and it's still very much open i don't want to hear this talk of like ah, that window closed. It barely opened. We just figured out we had a window last year.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. And that that's the thing. I think people are just too quick to react, and it's too much live and die with every single game instead of looking at the bigger sample.
3: And I, I get it because we all do it, but, like, you do have to take a step back at some point. Like, it sucks. Losing absolutely sucks. The loss the other night against the Washington Capitals was was not good, Um but there's a lot of positives there considering the fact that they had won nine of the previous games they played. Yep. Yes, some of those were against the Boston or the Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils, but they were also against the Boston Bruins, who are, last I checked, supposed to be a good team. So, like, let's just chill a second here. Until they go on, like, a 10-game losing streak there, I'm not going to be too worried about it. It's still playoff or bust for them.
2: Yeah, you know, as it should be, 100%. It's... That's still the, the goal, and I don't think that changes for any stretch of the imagination.
3: No, I'd I re- I'd be really surprised if it would. I, I would really like to hear someone's like, ah, they're a bad team just playing above their weight. Who is an Islander fan? No, none of this like shock, shark odds guy coming in. They don't play good Corsimer What a jerk.
2: Shall we get to the prospect report this week, Mitch?
3: Let's do that. Um, I like to talk up Russell Iskakov all the time just because I I really want everyone to remember him because he's one of my favorite prospects in the prospect pool. Uh, If you don't know who he is, he's a 2018 second-round pick by the Islanders, uh, a pick that came to us via the Travis Hamanick trade, by the way. And he is killing it in Finland still. He didn't score today, so his point streak is over at seven games. In those seven games, he has uh, nine points. It's insane what this kid has been able to do over the last little bit.
2: That's impressive. That's a good run for him.
3: It's a very good run. Like you you extend that back 15 points over his last 15 games, or I should say 15 points over his last 16 games now, including today, when they got trounced. They got destroyed. I think it was like 7 to the final score today. Um, and, and they themselves were on a 7-game winning streak, to, uh, TPS was. Okay, wow so th- this kid is, is killing it in Finland he's figured it out he's scoring regularly he's playing well defensively according to his coach that's not just me his coach has told me yes I fully trust him in the D zone And that's why he's playing on the second line now instead of playing on the third line like he was at the start of the year that's good so taking positive strides we like that big strides uh, next is Colin Adams that's okay. a, uh, a I believe it's a fifth round pick I don't know why I don't know this off the top of my head Uh, But I believe it's the fifth round pick from 2016. I think it's actually a later round pick, either way. Uh, His team is also killing it. They just picked up the NCHC title, uh, tournament title today or yesterday, uh, beating University of St. Cloud. Okay. Um, Adams is at 31 points over 27 games this season. That's three more points that he had last year in seven fewer games. Wow. Okay. He's playing top line center. Sorry, sorry. He's a sixth round pick from 2016. He's playing top line center on the top team in college hockey. Not, like none. That there's no better team than they. Are.
2: That's that's a great sign, uh, honestly. And you know, would you expect him to take that next step after this year? Because he's been there for four years already, right?
3: He yeah. He's going to be a free agent if the Islanders don't sign him. I believe by August 15th. Okay. So they, they have to, it, it, unless he goes free agent. I don't see why he wouldn't sign for the Islanders. Like he could go the Jimmy VC route and try to get the most money, but he's going to have to sign an ELC anyway. So that's capped. Um, so then you got to look at, well, what's the best opportunity for me? Well, how about the Islanders who are going to need centers at some point, desperately need them at the AHL level, and you're going to play for a winning organization who's contending. Why the hell wouldn't you want to go to the Isles? I
2: agree. Good point.
3: So there could be a number of other factors. Obviously, like he might. Where is he from? He's from Missouri. Or is that Michigan? M.I. I'm not American. Good
2: question. I think it's Michigan.
3: I have no idea. Brighton, M.I. It's Michigan. I just looked it up on the map here. Um, So, you know, maybe he wants to go to Detroit. They could probably use him as well, uh, obviously. But, like. You're playing for a winning franchise. The Islanders are going to have the first crack at it uh, up until August. So I would be surprised if he does not resign or sign, sorry, with the Islanders.
2: Yeah, it's um, I I expect him to. I think he does.
3: And then my last one is the guy on everyone's mind is Anatoly Golishev.
2: Yes, he's coming, correct?
3: Apparently. Uh, I spoke to his team and they were uh, they weren't playing games at all. Uh they just they were very straightforward with me like he's not really willing to talk right now, but he is discussing his or thinking about his future. Okay. Those are the exact words. Let me pull up the exact words that they sent me here. Um cuz that that was something that they told me a while ago.
2: Did, oh, they, where did, they... Did, they, did they tell it to you in Russian and you have to translate it or
3: No, it's spoken English, but they they could have and I would have done it. It just would have taken me a little bit longer. Uh, so he says, uh, hello, I just uh, I just uh, talked with Anatoly. As I understand, he wants to make some decisions about his contract. Um, so like he was pondering this and that was on Friday, last okay. Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he he was thinking about it for sure. Um, and, and now he's coming. The Islanders own his rights. They have told me specifically that he is going to North America. Uh, so, yeah, his uh, is official goes to North America is what they told me. He's coming. The islanders is own his rights, so there's nowhere else to go. Lou Lamarello talked about it today that he look he's interested. We'll see what we can do. Um, he can only sign a one year ELC though because of his age.
2: Okay. Um, now it would take a while because of the quarantine period and stuff to get him over here, right?
3: Yeah, so it would take at least ten days, assuming he's he's left Yekaterinburg yes like yesterday and is on a flight already. Uh, and so it's going to take him at least 10 days to just quarantine the second he lands before he could do anything. Put him up in the Marriott. Perfect.
2: <laughs> have, have him chill there. That's great.
3: Yeah, I, I'm sure Sorokin's got a good place trip to chill.
2: Yeah, where do you think Sorokin stays?
3: I don't know. I'm sure he's got to be staying with someone. Like Varley's got to have a, a bed for him at his place. Yeah, probably.
2: That'd be a, that'd be a good guess.
3: Yeah, so but like Washinsky said in, in in a piece, oh, sorry, I should say, well, Greg washinsky from ESPN said in a piece the other day, like you have teams that bring in fellow countrymen to ease that uh, that transition period for that country. Uh, so let's say um, they were talking about Kirill Kaprizov with Minnesota. Bill mm-hmm. Guerin asked Kirill, "Look, do you want us to bring in a Russian so it makes it easier for you to transition?" And he said, "No, it's fine." But that's the thing that NHL teams do and we can look at that when it comes to Simeon Varlamov Simeon and Yuli Sorokin. Like how yep. much does that help Anatoly Golyshev say like yeah, I'm good. I'll go because I got I got some Russian buddies to hang out with.
2: Yeah, I'm just based on like human nature, you would think like okay, like there's something you have in common there so it might make this transition a little bit easier for me.
3: Yeah, and they can show me the ropes for things that I know and like right like if I miss the russian maybe they like borscht if i miss borscht where can i get it these guys might know and tell me and i don't have to find it out by myself if at all uh, or, or if i i really want some specific russian meat or whatever where am i gonna get that these guys might know it, it just helps same thing with like swedes and Finns and so on and so forth canadians even i'm sure although there's a ton of those in the nhl
2: okay yeah that's true
3: it, it just it just helps and so uh, we'll see what they get done, uh, but the type of player he is is he's. I wouldn't suspect that he's going to crack the Islanders' top six. He's a bottom six forward at the NHL level. He'll be a tenacious uh, player along the boards, and he can he can chip in. I would project him to be at best like a thirty-five point player at the NHL level. Okay,
2: that'd be. I mean, that's always a good ad, and we've looked at the Islanders' third line left wing
3: now pretty much all year
2: and trying to find consistency there. So maybe could be an option
3: and like he's not big right he's 58 but you know skill speaks for itself the guy's got skill he's been a consistent player uh at the uh, KHL level top he's a franchise leader in goals and points for uh, the Avtomobilist so like that speaks a lot
2: absolutely uh so with that shall we get into the quiz
3: let's go As we do every week, we have a mystery New York Islander quiz. It is episode 187, Matt. So I've got a player here who has played 187 games for these New York Islanders. Are you ready to guess who this player is? Sure. Let's do it. Clue number one, you have five and they get progressively easier as we go. Number one, I'm fourth in franchise shutouts.
2: Okay, next.
3: I was a fifth round pick in 1993. I should have flipped those two. Whatever, it's fine. 93. Okay, next. I was traded away from the Islands. Uh, sorry, Islands. The Islanders. Uh, and I, we, the Islanders picked up Mats Lindgren and we, a pick that we used to draft, uh, Radek Martinek.
2: Mmm okay
3: next I played between 1994 and 1999 for the Islanders before that trade Felix the cat poppin <laughs> incorrect but good guess in that era yeah five I share the same name ish as Robin sallow share the same name Tommy Sallow there you go you got okay. it there we go they're not related. I keep getting that question. They're not. Tommy is Swedish. Uh, Robin is Finnish. I know they're close in terms of where that is in the world, but they're it's not. They're not related.
2: Is that the one that Milberry made cry?
3: I believe yes. I believe so. What yes. A downright terrible human being he is. <laughs> is was
2: still forever will
3: be <laughs> forever. It seems I don't. He has not repented for those sins. So yeah, good job, Mike.
2: Okay. There we go. Tommy Salo. Perfect. 187.
3: So with that, social time. Let's do it. Um, my first one here comes from Rob Taub. Uh, It says, Kuznetsov broke his stick over Barzal's back, and then it was like the <laughs> emoji. And there's a little bit more to this. So, yes, Kuznetsov breaks his stick over Barzal's back. No call. But if you watch that gif out th- more, he actually hits Barzal's like a slash in the hands with that broken stick. That's two penalties in one play. He got none. Not only did he break a stick over him, but he whacks him in the hand with the other half of the stick and then throws it to the ground. That's two penalties. You can't play with a broken stick. Sorry. That's three, three cross check slash playing with a broken stick. What are we doing?
2: And zero of them were, were called
3: none. And I, it's not we didn't lose because of this, so don't don't no, get, no, no no don't don't get me wrong there like this wouldn't have changed the course of the game. It's just infuriating when you see that happen, and then you wonder why Matthew Barcel cuts a frustrated figure on the ice. There's three calls in a single play, and they didn't call one of them.
2: Yeah, good point. I I get it. it still doesn't justify his actions, but I understand why he's frustrated.
3: I just can't believe it. I, the, I was gonna bring up this one anyways, but then when I I looked at the play a little bit more, I went. Holy Hannah, there's three penalties here. That's insane to me.
2: Oh, my God. First one for me comes from Dynasty Hockey Co. And it's from today. And it says, fix the logo for the Isles. And it's a Photoshopped Islanders logo. And it took the L out in Islanders. So it says NY, and it's Long Island, is Anders. Which I think is fitting because of uh, the Lee injury. And just, I mean... Andersley is the Islanders. They're one and one.
3: I did not see that coming at all, which just tells you everything you need to know about me and spelling. Uh, I should have been able to, to do that one pretty quick, but I thought it was going to go in another direction in a negative way. So that that turned around real quick. You had me going in the first half there, buddy.
2: <laughs> no, no, just a little paying homage to Andersley. That's all. Nothing yeah.
3: bad. Oh man, that's oh, God. Every time that sucks. It really sucks. Uh, but. He'll be around. I guess he can't really like hang around either with COVID protocols, right? Like, you can't just have people hanging around all the time.
2: No, unless he's sitting in the uh, press box with Johnny Boychuk and Lou.
3: Maybe. And even then, Lou doesn't let people who are injured hang around the, the, the team anyways, even without COVID. It's like they had the mm. plague or something.
2: I feel like you got to make an exception for Henderson Lee, though.
3: Probably. It's your captain, man. Um, but we'll we'll see. Um, you know he's just going through surgery now, so it's going to be a while before he's back and even on crutches around the team. So, Yep. man, I miss him already. Me too. Uh, my third, or sorry, third one, second one, and, and last one. It's kind of Islanders related. So this is from Kim JG Peugeot, brand ambassador. It's so at Hey Tall Girl One Forty Three. I need him during the Isles power play. And yes, uh, Mama, you're doing more than all right. There's there's more to this. Mm-hmm. It's she's retweeting. Something from, there's a bunch of anchors here, boy mom, I guess. Anyways, and she says, my four-year-old was about to have a whole tantrum, and my six-year-old helped him manage his breathing so he could calm down. And the video they have of this kid calming his brother down? Holy cow. I saw that. I saw that video. It went viral a few days ago, right? As a dad? I am wildly impressed. My six-year-old isn't this composed when he's trying to calm his sister down who's having a tantrum for, like, she wants to put her stuffy away. Because that happened today. Uh, but this is, you can see him like, wow, I am. This is not Isles related anymore. Yes, I need that during the power play because it frustrates the hell out of me. But this kid, my God, you're doing something right.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be 20 years older than him next month. And I'm still don't have that capacity to do that.
3: <laughs> it's insane to me uh, that this kid is doing what he's doing at his age. That's wow. That is a smart kid.
2: Absolutely. Uh, my next one's not necessarily... Um, from anywhere on social media, but more of just an overall thing, a question for you okay. that I think is fitting for the social segment. So fans return in the stands for the first time tomorrow. We had the the uh, healthcare workers on the 11th, and now this week we have the fans returning. So my question to you is, what do you think the first chant is tomorrow?
3: It's going to have to be just let's go Islanders. I really I really think it's just going to be that. Just let's go Islanders. When when I think of the Coliseum, that's what I hear in my head. Let's go Islanders. That's what I hear in my head. Co- like insanely loud, Brandon has to yell, howie has to yell, like you can't hear the the play-by-play guy because it's so damn loud. That's what I I think of when I hear fans in the stands at the Nassau Coliseum.
2: See, I think so too. I, I agree with you. I'm I my the reason why I brought that up was I'm just because I under fans are also a creative bunch. We saw that during the John Tavares return game. So like I wonder if someone's gonna come up with something creative. What that is, I don't know. But like either a thank you, Anders Lee, a thank you, healthcare workers kind of a thing, like just something I don't know, like it wouldn't surprise me. Well I think that yes, Let's Go Islanders is obviously going to happen at some point during the game. As I wouldn't be stunned if they, the fans at the building got creative and did something a little bit different. I don't yeah, know. Just a I, thought I was having. I,
3: I can't think of what it is because I'm not that creative when it comes to chance, clearly. Um, but, yeah, I would not surprise me either. They are a very creative bunch. You don't have a lot of teams that have songs that <laughs> against one of their players, right? With <laughs> Josh Bailey. That yeah. doesn't happen anywhere else. Um, so, I, I, I can't wait. To hear it. I know it's only gonna be what ten percent of fans. Mm-hmm. Uh but what ten percent of Islander's fans is probably eighty percent of anyone else's fans.
2: Good point Very good point. So I think that's a good way to leave off the episode. Just thinking something to think about. So before we go, uh, let's get some plugs in here. So wherever you're listening to the show, please make sure to subscribe, give a rating and review. That really helps us out a lot. And we appreciate all the love and support. You can also follow along with us on social media at Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. My Twitter is Matt O'Leary NY and Mitch is over at TLO Mitch. Facebook, Facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. You can visit our website, Eyes on Isles.com. You can download the fan-sided app and get Eyes on Isles that way if you like. And, of course, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Isles for $5 a month. You get a post-game podcast episode for every single episode. Uh, you get a mailbag show, which we're about to record. You get a community of Islanders fans, predictions, a, a whole bunch of fun stuff going on over there on the Patreon.
3: There's always something going on on the Patreon. Get in on it. There's 136 people now. 136. Let's go bust that number up to 150.
2: Let's do it. So that's going to do it for us on episode 187. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Matt O'Leary. He's Mitch Anderson, and we'll talk to you next time.
0: This is the story of the wand. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping.